All right, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Who's on the Lord's Side. I want to share with you all my experience within the past, I guess since the last episode. I don't know that it's been a month since I've been on here. So let's just say within the past few weeks. So, of course, we were last discussing Ray, TLS, and, you know, obviously the New World Order coming in. And since that time, like I said, I, I was still working on stuff. But in my spirit, just one day, literally one day, the spirit or my spirit speaks to me and say to me, MDiv, MDiv. MDiv is a master's in divination. I'm like, MDiv? <laughs> why, why is that coming up all of a sudden? So, you know, I brushed it off. I did. But also in my mind, it, it seems strong. Like, you know, there's always something strong. Sometimes it's like a feeling and it's strong. So I was like, master divination. I'm like, well, I'm not trying to be no no pastor, you know. I know that I'm kingdom building. I know that there's levels to it. Um, I know podcasting is how I started. And honestly, I felt before this came into my spirit that this is all where it would stay. And I would happily grow from here and try to build this, you know, as best I can. The main goal brings souls to Christ or at least raise awareness, right? Until, again, the spirit was all week, that week, it just ended. So finally I sat down and I took out my desktop, my laptop, and I went on Google and I, I just started um, looking up masses and divin- divination, what are the requirements in order to get one, and pretty much it seemed like I am eligible. So from there, I started to look up programs. So I started to look up all the different programs. Um, Obviously, uh, money is all a big deal when you're trying to figure out like if you paying for an education financially you have to come into play things of that nature so you you're also looking for the time frames you're also looking for if you have in class online you know something what are, what are all the different variations you can get and i found i narrowed it down to three and you know what i think i had these three at least i know like i have an idea and i really start to just stop <laughs> stop there and i did but later that week or the following week, um, you know, every time you go on to the, to the sites for the programs, it took about apply, apply, apply. So one week, the next week, I'm sure it was the following week, uh, I decided to just apply, right? So I applied. I applied to, to two of the three. Now, when I applied, um, some people, some wanted, some wanted to... Uh, essay like a little 300 words some paragraphs just something short real quick and of course they want your transcripts from your uh batch your uh, undergrad so i had to get my transcript from st johnson that over again i meet the minimum requirements and more so that's fine <laughs> here's where here's the kicker right now on top of that they want um a, re- a letter of reference from a pastor now this, I said, oh, no, I've even found schools where they actually had the nerve to ask you, I guess, depending on what they're, they, some, some say they offer MDiv, but they're not necessarily, they're not Christian based. Like they, they could, they're uh, like some, like a lot of these organizations we've been talking about, they're not necessarily under one God, but they offer it. But these were a little more stricter religions that were running this program. They had nerve to ask in the application 
how many people are in my household and do I have dependents and how many dependents and uh, am I married and is the dependent that I have now with the person that I married? And I said, you know what? I not, not only do I not want to finish this application because this is, I have, I have absolutely not, no idea what this has to do with it except for those little, um, little silly things that maybe the church does when somebody wants to have a nephew or somebody come be the godfather or godmother of a child. And sometimes if it's Catholic church or certain churches, they'll get very, oh, well, do they go to church? Uh, are they a member? Are they a devote? You know, they, some churches will give you problems and then you have to go up there and be like, well, we're probably going to have to do it at another church because I really want my brother, sister, aunt, whoever, that this church doesn't like to be the person. Or you have to stand and be like, well, because we're so strong in the faith and we believe the church that you, 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 you're not a member of the church. Sorry, bro, you can't be. So I was like, you can't tell me. I'm not saying they can't, they're going to base that. Maybe, I guess, on, on acceptance. But that was just like, I threw that application out the window. So long story short, it seems like the two that I'm looking at of the top three, as far as they're waiting for, is a, a, a reference from a pastor, <coughs> which I can get from my pastor my old pastor. And then I started to think about that because I was like, you know what else they would like to see? Um, it's good that you love the Lord, but I guess for them, they, they would love, it seems as if, if you are wanting an MDiv or something with God, you're most likely a member of the church. So I was like, oh boy, here we go again. I'm going to go back to the church. So I'm looking at all this. I'm like, God, look, see, I'm getting to where you're trying to lead me, Lord. But you're, you're now we're talking things like going back to the church. <laughs> now we're talking things like going back to my pastor. It's been 11 years. And I know they all know me very well. Like I said, I was very active. I wouldn't even ask somebody to lie and say I was a member of the church today. I could simply just ask them to just talk about my experience in the church and all the hard work that I did. And then... As I sat there for another week or so with that thought, like, my gosh, this is going to have to wait. In all honesty, if I wanted to, I could start in January, but I'm not ready. I, I'm not ready resources wise, but I'm not I'm not afraid of that. Uh, we wasn't ready resources wise for St. John's. Uh, if, if, if somebody want to tell the story, especially like hater, we probably shouldn't have got in. When I say we, I say me and my mother because it was a team effort the way we did it. So when, when it comes to God and when it comes to dreams, stop worrying about funding and sources. Sometimes you just got to keep on doing like what I'm doing right now. I just going to put it in. I'm putting in the application even though I know I, I'm not going to start this year. But it seems as if I'm just two little steps away. But really, it's just a pastoral thing. So then I got to thinking, I got to thinking, and I started to think about my first love, who I'm still very cool with. And we, my, okay, well, we, we dated, we started dating in 2002, and we did all the way up until, like, I finished college. And I think I met her when I was 16, so we used to get, like, seven years, right? But we always remained good and great friends. No sexual attachment, nothing like that. I'm so serious. Since the day we broke up, nothing like that. He's moved on. I've moved on. I even had a whole child. He doesn't have any children yet. But we're still friends. And I'm still very close with this family. His mother actually was one of the people who brought me into the church. My mother had me in church when I was younger, but I was on the Catholic side. She brought me in under the Baptist wing because she was to be one of the mothers. You know, when she saw us, whether me, his girlfriend or his friends, you know, she used to be like, y'all coming to church on Sunday? I'll pick y'all all up. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So I would go to church with his mother. If he wouldn't go, I would go to church with his mother. So it was me, his mother, me, his mother. I finally joined the church. 
And then I remember the first time I got baptized as an adult was in that church. Long story short, many years later, she became a pastor and opened up her own church. She was a, she became a deaconess later and then she opened up her own church. And I went to that church a few times and I see her all the time. And it's so funny because in my, in my, in my mind and in my heart, she's not, she's not sister Debbie. You know what I'm saying? She's not pastor Debbie. She's, she's, um, um, Mama Gallimore Green. You know what I'm saying? That's how I look at it. Mama Gallimore, Mama Green. You know what I'm saying? But really green now, Gallimore again, because she uh, divorced. So when I'm sitting here thinking about it, God said, you know, you know another pastor, right? You know, Debbie. That's how I'm God in heaven. <laughs> That's what I be talking about. He said, if you, you know, you could go up in that church, you could go talk to the pastor and he, they will help you. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing wrong with you doing. You never did nothing to the church. No matter how I feel about it, I never went and made no scene at the church. You know, but even if you didn't want to do that, there's a ram in the bush, you go there. So I call up in the thought immediately. It's like 11 o'clock at night. I call up my first lady. He could be, Lord have mercy. I knew why. He could have, he could have been with a woman somewhere for crying out loud. I'm like, Look, I was like, I just wanted to share this with you. I was like, um, I'm thinking about this, this, that, and the third. And I don't know why, not only because his mother, but also because he goes to church every Sunday. Like his mother, his, I feel like if that woman brought people to Christ, especially him and his brother, because boy, she pray over the boys, they twins. She just, they go to church every Sunday. They are there to support their mother. Sometimes they go in, <laughs> sometimes they try to sneak out for a second, like to go to the store. But you know, the point is they like to be there for their mom. Mom be like, you better be sitting here. You know what I'm saying? Put the phones away and they're there. So when... I talked to him sometimes. He'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm about to go into church, you know, uh, or sometimes he'd be like, I said a prayer for you and your boy, you know, real quick on your family, your mom and stuff like that. So I talked to him sometimes about God. I could talk to him. So I called him up and I said, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm thinking to do. And this is the steps where I'm at. I know I'm not doing this for January. I probably really won't do this until I want to say it really could be a spring 25. I don't see it for 24 because it's for 24. It would be spring of 24. I'm not ready or it could be full. It might not even be a spring of 25. I am in absolutely no rush to get this thing. That's the other thing too. It's just that um, I want it. <laughs> I want it. I cannot believe that I, that I want this thing. So uh, he was like, yeah, that's no problem at all. If you know, you know, she, 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 she got you whenever you're ready. And I was like, I told myself, I'm going to be honest with you. It ain't this year. It ain't going to be next year. And I know that no, no, um, we're all not promised tomorrow. So, you know, but I know that I trust that when the time is right, she will be there for me or I will just have to go there. But also in the meantime, it is true that I should go back to a church. Um, maybe not be a member yet, but still go in. Now, what is my reasoning for wanting to get MD? In all honesty, I, I want to teach. I would like to, I could see myself in a professor setting. There's so many things that you can do with it, including counseling. There's even chaplaincy, but I don't really see myself there. I'm not ready. You see what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm discerned enough to know, like when I started this podcast, I was ready to start a podcast. When I was ready, when I came to start talking about the word of God, I, I felt ready and in and, and, and time I got stronger. I don't know how to lead a church. <laughs> and I'm sure when you become a leader of a church, there's other leaders of church that will help you. I, I have no idea. Okay. Second of all, pastoring takes a lot. It takes a lot out of you. It is very draining and it's not a bad thing. It's just to be the angel of the house. I feel I would need to be of a certain mindset and cleaner in the spirit. I'm just going to be honest with you. You can't just jump in there and just grab the money. That's nice and everything, but it's more than that. They're sick and shut in. People need prayer. Um, you're going to have to counsel uh, people getting divorced. They coming in fighting like the cat and the dog in the office. It's the truth, though. 
you know, funerals, you got to sit there and comfort families, you know, I'm trying to say weddings, it's a lot to do with it. And I'm not saying that basically your life is no longer your own. And that's not to say that I won't get to that point. But if I ever got the pastoral ship, I think I would do it like Mother Deb did and do it when I'm in, I could see myself in maybe 50 years old in a pulpit. And I would probably be assistant something in the church. I could care less to be there every Sunday being the the, the star of the show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, this is what I see. Like, there's a lot of things that you can do with me. First and foremost, I think I would like to, 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 to teach theology. I would like to th- teach theology and whatever other doors it can open. There's so much you can do. Um, I know I can do the work. I can read. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like to read. The subject matter is one that interests me. I know there's going to be a lot of fat mixed in there. You know, they're not going to give me all the good stuff. I'm not looking for them to give me the real. I understand the real. What I'm looking for, I guess, is that uh, to be trained in the way <laughs> that they uh, would want me to be trained in order to be qualified to to, to infiltrate, because I guess that's what God is saying. Wow, Lord, to get me in the door to these places. That's what he's doing. Wow, that's crazy, because I'm like, why are you doing that? <laughs> to get in. Um, listen, I, I don't know how to counsel. In, in, in um, the MDiv courses, they teach you about counseling. They teach you about, uh, you know, dealing with family. I don't know all that stuff yet, and I'd be lying if I said I did. Please don't just throw me in. So there's a lot of advantageous things to get from it. Um, And then I feel like I will be the person, at least in the house of the Lord or in the place in the classroom somewhere where even though we're learning the things where they want you to learn it, like the world wants you to learn it. If there is that one curious person like me in there that says, I heard I once, what do you know about that? I can at least give you a reference. It's not a part of this coursework. It's not a part of this material. You're not crazy young man or woman or this, that, and a third. Sow a seed somewhere. You never know. Um, I wanted to, I want to use my life as, and give my life over to service. There's no other way. I don't know how to explain it. Like I want to serve. I want to serve more, but, um, like I said, this thing is something slow and steady, but it's going to be steady, but, but it's at a certain pace. I ain't rushing this thing because it's not in a rush. It's not even a destination so much as a journey, and that is a fact. Um, I don't know when I'm going to get it, but I feel like I'm going to get it. Like, God, please let me live long enough to get it. Please. Ah, I want it. I really want it. I want a lot of other things, too. Don't get it twisted. Then I started walking around like <laughs> today I was saying this before I came on here this year. I was looking around at my family and my friends and stuff, and I'm like, Half of y'all don't know, y'all might just have a, a future pastor in the family or in the group. I wouldn't say pastor, but definitely, um, <clears throat> maybe it won't be MDiv. There's so much different, um, titles that you can, uh, I mean, degree, uh, degrees or programs that you can do. Oh, I'm also documenting this for myself as an official time frame so that by the time it comes to pass... I saw this podcast in 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. It's five years later that I'm thinking MDiv. I never would have. You would have told me later, you know, you're going to think about MDiv. And you're one of, nope. Yeah, you could be a counselor, a pastor, a minister, associate. That's what I could see later on the road. Like, I want to be more seasoned in here. I want my spirit right. I want to be at the point I don't even curse anymore. You know what I'm saying? I want to be at peace, like more patience than me. I want to build that up. I ain't just jumping in here. I'm. I got the letters now. I'm ready now. Nah, I got to go through. You got to go through seasons of 
detoxing and stuff. <sighs> they said hospice, spiritual care counselor, bereavement coordinator, spiritual counselor. Oh, Lord. What do they mean by that? I guess they mean some spiritual just sounds so open like it's not. Yeah, but for me, it would be teaching. And then eventually I got to get into what's going to be my, what I would call permanent church. See, the church is going to end one day, but as long as the church still standing and filled with them Q-Dolls and them Eastern Stars and them Boule. And I say everybody, but child, tell you, Lord, they put so much money in the church. Lord, Lord, Lord. And they just take their seats all in the front, get all kinds of titles. That's fine. That's fine. But I'm coming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <coughs> I'm coming. I ain't got to come with no anger. <clears throat> professorship or yeah mm-hmm. so those are the thoughts I can't I, I can't believe it but anyway I'm coming on here to um put it out there also writing. That's the other thing I want to look into doing. Writing. Um, I like to write anyway. I don't usually it's my own personal stuff. I don't put anything out there. The internet is so weird. But writing about the word of God, I think I can totally do. It's really the same thing as talking about him, except for now slowing down the thought process and putting it into paragraphs and words. Also, um something like that nature. So yeah, it's 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 not just wanting to Take over a church, get a church, and just, because honestly, I don't even know what that, I, 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 that's, that is a lot. That's biting off a lot. But, um, yeah, so guys, that's it. Who am I kidding? The ultimate goal eventually is to, I guess, get into the pulpit, but not right away. <laughs> I am going to be back in that church, a church. Just don't know when. Guys, thank you for listening to, you know, you don't have to. I'm not afraid. And now that got me thinking about when Bishop Makata, I did a testimony episode. Maybe the last time I'm going to do testimony episode. Maybe I'll call this testimony because it is. <laughs> um, when Bishop Stella Makata, Makardo, Stella Makardo, from Queens, she's still out here in Queens. I'm gonna go visit that woman and shake her hand. Actually, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> God, I pray she's still here. I pray when I'm done and got it, Lord. Thank you in advance, Heavenly Father, for when I get it done. I'm gonna shake her hand because <sighs> she said <clears throat> when she heard me speak, I was in a woman's group and the woman's group was hosting a church that day. And she came, she was the main guest preacher for the time. She wasn't even a bishop then. She was a woman preacher. And I couldn't believe, like, you didn't see that many. I'm not saying women preachers don't exist, but especially you just didn't see a lot of them. So I was like, oh man, like, yeah, lady preacher. <laughs> yeah, Malala, like, <laughs> let's get it. 
So I don't know her. Everybody knows each other. The pastors know each other. Some longstanding season members, they all know her. She don't know me. And the older woman of the church, I was the youngest member of that group, like I told you, of a lot of groups. And uh, somebody needed to do the intro. And I remember our colors was white and gold. Now I had on a white skirt suit, a white uh, skirt suit with something gold inside. And I looked really nice. I thought I was going to, all I had to do was sit there and look pretty. Child, right before the thing started, the actual uh, worship and praise and all of that, they're going to tell me they need me to do the intro. I looked at all these old women. I said, I, me? I said, I don't know what to say. I never, they was like, yeah, you going to do it. They said, we done paid our dues. We done did work. We like 16, 50, 80 in here. Girl, little girl, get up there and do your, do your duties. <laughs> pay your dues. <laughs> you better get up there. So I got up there. And literally didn't know what to say. All I know is I opened up my mouth. I said the same thing to this day. I opened up my mouth and I just, I, even my voice didn't sound like my voice. It just sounded so clear and strong. Everybody said it and I just said something very quick. Uh, it was, of course, um, with the, with, I even, scripture came out just perfectly clear and something and welcome. And, if, and, and at the end, I remember saying something. If the spirit of the Lord moves you, feel free to kick off your shoes, fall on the floor and do something as you can. Everybody was just cheering and clapping. And then I kind of like, Power walked to my seat and sat down. I said, oh, my God, how did I do? They said, look around. You did great. My pastor was clapping. My pastor was over there talking about, who's that? She's in our church? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Bishop McCarter was like, oh, I like her. But they was just talking amongst each other. I could just see that. Everybody was like, yes, young lady, yes. Oh, God, okay, I did good. I did good. That's what I cared about. I did good. I did good. I didn't look stupid. I did good. That fear is worse than having to stand in front of a classroom and give a presentation, child. <laughs> okay, so at least with a presentation, you ready. I was not ready. Don't, I don't want everyone to be set up like that again. Now, Bishop Stella Makata got up there, and she started to, before she preached, say, you know, to um, lessons and, 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 and all of this to the angel of the house and all this and that. And she said, now, before I begin, she said, there was a young lady that was up here. She spoke earlier. Where is she? Where's that young lady? And then, of course, all the old women and the people actually know me in the church. She's like, there she goes. She right here. She right there. And there was a young lady. She's like, I been to the church many times before. She's like, I never seen you before. She said, but God told me that something is something about your voice she said when you spoke she's like it's just something about your voice she said god is going to use you one day in your voice for his for his glory that's what she said not so many words then she just lastly said i can hear you your voice speaking at allen ame allen ame is a big church here in queens this was 11 12 years ago I didn't even know the word of God the way that I know the word of God, let alone dream up a podcast called Who's on the Lord's Side 2018. I just randomly, like I randomly want to get MDiv now, just tried to do it. And um, it was amazing because the first episodes I did, all I did was take it from my study notes. It wasn't hard at all. And then I talked about Selma Carter this year. I want to say I talked about it within the past year. She came in my heart. Because I said, well, she remember she did say something about my voice. Child, if y'all told me then, uh, yeah, you're going to understand the word of God, you're going to preach it. That sounds like too much responsibility. I would have ran. I would have ran this way. I would have left the church. I would have been like, these people is crazy. And they're trying to brainwash me to just do, like, Christian stuff all the rest of my life. <laughs> you never know what the future holds. If you would have told me when I was a child, especially I was a child running wild. At a podcast called Who's On Life. I, you know, I just didn't see that. You know, there's a lot of things you just you just don't know. There's a lot of things you could plan for your life. And then there's some things that's just, I wouldn't say meant to be, but 
It's like now how to get God to be a part of my, not just my everyday life, have relationship, not to just be, have God in the sense of do this podcast where I reach people, but how to step out the door every day and not just open the door for people, be kind to people and whatever, because you never know how people are going through, but how to serve, not to serve the community, but really serve, especially in the house, not just be a member, you know, how to really make a change. I got to make a change by getting in the door. You got to get your foot in the door. I can't get my foot in the door and make the change that I want to make yet. Not yet. I want credentials because by the time I'm coming to talk and say stuff, if people don't like me, the first thing I'm going to try to shut down is your credentials. Bang. But God going to be like, hold up, pull them out real quick. I'm, I'm sorry. What? What? I am, I am, I am certified. Certified. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I am excited about the future holds. And again, I have no idea when all this is going to come to pass. But there's nothing to rush. Everything in God's timing. Obviously, um, so far, timing has been perfect. So, guys, on that note, I'm going to go. I'm going to encourage you all to dream. Um, keep all your dreams. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what it is. Let me tell you something. You want to hear something? <clears throat> Since we have time today and we're talking about dreaming... Here's something silly I do sometimes. I bought a violin. I bought a violin. Now, when I was younger, I played the viola. I was in orchestra. I played the viola. I'm going to try to make this very quick. My mom, she wanted, I went to do the band. But my mom's like, no, no, classical music. I want you to play the violin. So Mr. Bennett, my music teacher, when I told him I wanted to play the violin, I ended up getting the viola. I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. So I told my mother the viola. And she was like, the viola? I'm like, yeah, whatever. So I played the viola. I learned the viola. It's the same thing as the violin, except for the strings are um, deeper. They, um, I guess you could say it's the alto, and the violin would be like the soprano. Same thing, you know, the bass and the cello is technically, they're all, they're all wooden instruments. They all shape the same. It's just, you know, different sounds, <clears throat> different strings. So I played it, and it was fine. Now, I remember I went into junior high school and high school in the orchestra. I wanted to do chorus, but I like orchestra a lot. I like playing the viola. I love classical music. So I went. Now, there was a year when I started to get into it with a bad crowd. So I would cut class and I cut orchestra a lot that year. I don't know. For some reason, like orchestra seemed to be the class that I could cut. Like I like there was no homework for orchestra. It just seemed like when we went to orchestra, we just practice. You put your, the stuff away. You know, we were just practicing maybe for the next winter show or spring contest concert or something. It was not really in homework. And I didn't think like it, she would call home or get my guidance counselor but she did <clears throat> so eventually the next year mrs o'hara decided that she was not going to allow me back into her classroom so when i saw my schedule i was like wait a minute where's orchestra because this year i was getting i was out of that crowd you know you just just like my mom had even gotten to me and stuff like stop this nonsense and i wanted to play again and she said she didn't want me in her class. But that's not what she didn't tell me that. I went to my guidance counselor and I said, hey, orchestra is not here. You know, put orchestra. And uh, he said he can't do that because Mrs. O'Hara does not want me back in her class, which totally broke my heart. I thought it was a very cruel thing to say. I was, a, I was still a child. You know, I'm under 18. I have to be 15, 14, 16 years old. And I was like, why? And she was like, well, you cut a lot of class. I was like, yeah, but that was before. I'm not going to, I won't cut anymore. I was like, can't you just talk to her for me? And he said, I'm sorry. She just doesn't want you back in her class. They killed my orchestral viola goals from that day. Like I, I never played, I never played again. Still no strings. I still know everything. I never played again. So one day, 
because I like to go back. You know, I say they say take take back what the devil stole from me. I like to try to do that sometimes, and I am now in that season of my life. So one day I had some money, and it'll randomly I go online and I find me. I research the best violins, and I buy me a violin set. I buy me the resin. I buy me the bow. I buy everything. Rosin, excuse me. I buy the, everything. The whole set, and I bought me books, show tune books, all the classical things I used to play. I bought me a music stand. Yeah, I did. And just to refresh, because first of all, I never played the violin. You know, I got the violin because Mr. Bennett said I couldn't play the violin and that I should play the viola. So I'm going to go learn the violin because the strings are just different. And I sat on YouTube and I learned with the lady, like beginners, so you can learn how to tune. I'm tuning my own violin. I'm changing my own strings. And no, I'm not a master yet, but I'm going to get there. You see, keep dreaming. That's something they try to take from me. And every time I hear classical music and Bach and all these things, it still resonates in my soul. But when I think about, you know, even I used to come home and my mother used to buy me classical CDs to listen to and play along with, uh, you know. So it was a very big part of my life that some, she didn't come to my class. I don't want to see her ever again. Woman tried to rob me of there was an orchestra in college. If there was, I wasn't a part of it. I got that. And, you know, I have, I have other stories of things like that that I do sometimes. And you know what? Sometimes it just sits there. But you know what? When I have time, especially, I just set it up. It's hard with my toddler because he likes to just run for the stand and take my stand. But when I get time, I, I, I try to set it up. It doesn't matter what it is. If, if it's something you love to do, I don't even care how silly it sounds. I told somebody I was buying a violin. They was looking at me like, what you doing with her? Don't worry about all that. It ain't none of your business. Just know she got a violin on deck. Hello, somebody. All right, guys. I love you. I really do. Um, stay blessed. Again, thank you all for listening. Working on some stuff. Stay well. Stay safe. Stay blessed. And I'll see you all next time here on Who's on the Lord's Side. Mm-hmm.